Hey everybody, welcome to this episode of Duddies Your Buddy, part of the Back to the Light Podcast Network. You can find us at backtothelight.net. This episode, the other 93%. Are you doing your dream job as an occupation? According to the Google and various sources therein, only about 7% of Americans say they are working their dream jobs. That's a pretty unfortunate number. So I'm going to dedicate this episode to talking to the other 93% of people. I know I've said this many times, but I grew up on a dairy farm. And bear with me as some of my information repeats. Because sometimes this may be someone's first episode, and they don't know me from Adam. With growing up on the dairy farm, the cows needed to be milked twice a day, every day. That was without exception. With this, there wasn't much time to have fun outside of the farm. Like, I can count on one hand how many times I went to the movies with my father, and how many times we did a special event together. I never really blamed Dad for it much, though, because it seemed at the time, to himself and those around him, that the farm was almost a calling, a multi-generational endeavor he seemed intent on keeping on going. But what if you aren't working your dream job and you don't have a calling? And you should work to pay your bills, and that is all. Keep striving for that dream, and don't ever give up on it. But you can't devote eight hours a day to something or someone else and then just crash. You have to keep focus on that dream you want to achieve. Let me tell a story about work that puts it in perspective. It'll paint a picture of what I mean. When I first moved out to Indianapolis, I had a job that felt a little over my head. I moved from Maine to Indianapolis to take this promotion. I had never been to Indiana before. As I land this new job, the building is literally ten times the size of the building I was working in previously. It's the same agency, but the vast scope was incredibly different. We're talking about going from a building with 500 employees to a building with about 6,000, literally the third biggest federal building in the country. All of this was a little overwhelming at first, but I took the challenge and experience head on and was ready to learn. My boss, Chris, was really cool and he introduced me to one of my teammates. We'll call her T. T was a woman that was close to retirement and had nothing really to devote her time to outside of work. Despite having grandkids and other things, she felt her power was in the position at her job. Every day was like this with her too. If the supervisor tried to step in, she would threaten him with, fine, I'll just retire. They'll take all my knowledge with me. Then what? Then what are you gonna do? The job being based predominantly on production, that would be enough to make the supervisor kind of back down and allow T to continue her tirade across the office. As sad as that sounds, it's not uncommon for people to get so roped into work that they find themselves being emotionally way more invested than they should be. They'll work for free by not clogging in or putting crazy overtime. And meanwhile, their family lives in suffering for the company that doesn't even care if you live or die. Getting back to T, we had a new supervisor that came in and truly didn't care about the ramifications of T retiring. She even told her that she was going to be a team player and that was all. T got up and strutted herself down to the HR office and put in her retirement packet with the utmost enthusiasm. For a couple weeks, all we heard about was that the team was going to sink without her, and without her knowledge, we were in trouble, and she held it over our heads like an overlord. Then just like that, the day came and she left and never returned. After a few days, she called people in the office to see how bad things were failing without her. Well, the main problem was, she got the answers that she didn't want to hear. We were actually doing quite well as a team. Our production was up. Other teams were happy to hear laughing in our area instead of constant yelling and berating. 
He walked out those doors expecting the place to fail without her and beg her to come back, but instead it was as if she was never there. Imagine being so wrapped up in your work for the government that that's the way you leave. Who knows, maybe she gave up her dream job and was bitter that she did. But I'll leave you with this post I saw online that was incredibly powerful. At Miss Queen V tweeted, Coworker died two days ago. HR is busy cleaning out her office and talk of posting her position. Meanwhile, a family is grieving the loss of a loved wife and mom. This is a reminder that you are replaceable at your work, but you're invaluable at home. Don't make work your life. <laughs>